Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host. I actually forgot my name. I lost it on the wall playing tic-tac-toe. Oh, my God. You got it. I'll lay off that. Alexander okay. Volts. Alexander Volts, you sack of shit. We're here once again. Every Album Ever, the podcast where we literally listen to every album ever, one artist at a time. It's a new artist per episode, if you're new here. Today. We're discussing Rage Against the Machine, if you didn't get the, the reference earlier. Yeah, or the, the title of the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If for some reason you're just listening to this out of the blue somehow. Yeah, like that Google I'm feeling lucky button. Oh, man, we would only be so lucky. If only. But anyway, as always, if you have any suggestions for artists, comments, love, hate, send anything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. And if uh, you like this po- the podcast, you want to support us, you know, go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, leave a review, tell your friends, or don't. We love you anyway, but please do. But if not, we still love you, but please do. I, I might not. I, I love the the audience as a concept, but as an individual, maybe fuck you. Maybe. What? <laughs> that was so confrontational. <laughs> oh, you know, it's all it's all the rage I've been listening it's all, to. We've been listening to a lot of, a lot of angry music. I'm, you know what? At least they only have four albums because that's very, it's very aggressive. Yes. Uh, nine years of dominance from right off the gate. So this is the shortest discography we've covered so far. Four albums. We don't know how long this episode is going to be. Obviously, you know, because you can look at times on episodes. But we have no idea. At, right now? No clue. No clue. This could be 10 minutes. It, it could be over right now. It's actually... No, I'm already done. I've I've checked out mentally. I've somehow already done my best and worst albums while you guys weren't paying attention. (laughs) I know I wasn't. I was busy (laughs) mic checking for way too long. Uh, So we might as well just jump right into it. You know what? Backstory. Yeah. No, no, no. I got some backstories. Okay. Before you go to backstory, I'm going to start. I'm going to start strong. Go for it. I'm going to start real strong here. Go for it. I don't love this band. Oh, wow. (laughs) See? I'll, I'll ask you why after uh, real quick. This is the first band we've covered where like I felt like it. it's like my my generation a little uh-huh. bit. And even though the first time I got a Rage album, I was way too young. How I, old? How old? I think I was 12. Okay. Okay. I had no idea. It right. was it was kind of uh, a little bit, in, you know, imposing and threatening. Like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. I'm too young. Yeah, definitely. And I think this kind of sat on my shelf for a while until I got a little bit older, start listening to some punk rocks. You live through, you know, like uh, 9-11. And then you're like, okay. The okay. world, man. The world. The world happens and hits you over the head. And you're like, okay, I, I get it now. But uh, yeah, okay. Why don't you? Well, 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 well think, okay. I don't love them. I still like them a lot. And I liked okay. all the albums. I oh. didn't hate any of the albums. Yeah. I just, we'll talk about how I feel about them in detail, but let's, let's do some backstory. What you got? What you got? What you got? Please oh. make it as long as possible because there's only four albums. Well, you know, I just wanted to, you know, share that story about how I was uh, too, too young the first time I right. heard them. Um, and then I actually think the first time I heard them was in the Matrix. And like my mind just being blown away by that movie 
and then you, they just hit you over the head with wake up. Mm-hmm. It's such a perfect marriage of uh, what they were saying in the Matrix with Rage Against the Machine. Your mind is blown, and then bam, you got fucking Zach Delarocha. Yes, but yeah i was like in the middle of nowhere minnesota and it was like raining a lot and we went to some record store and i think i just bought it because um, why not yeah i think it was like the only album in there they the selection was not great <laughs> obviously uh but yeah i just bought it and then like i remember the sitting in bed because everyone's asleep and i'm on west coast time and this like what are all these like organizations and books they're talking about like mm-hmm. i i don't even know what i stand for i think i like x-men that's yeah about, that's about it where i, I was like, i think i still have that stance politically <laughs> well you know some people you know these days you get a lot of uh keep politics out of art which is nonsense you know what i'm gonna side with that and no, no. i don't think you should keep them out of out of art i just have no interest in hearing it in my art you can have it there as long as I can, I can ignore it. <laughs> okay. You know, whatever. I don't give a but, fuck what they believe as long as I like the music. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. I don't agree a hundred percent with uh, what Rage says. A little yeah. radical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, you don't have to. You gotta take the power back. See, I can agree with things like that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, other things like, uh, you know, I don't know, guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, I believe this band started early 90s there was tom morello was in a band called lockup mm-hmm. and i believe that broken up and someone had suggested uh three out of the four members jam and then the fourth one came in and uh the first show at uh cal state northridge interesting shout out to csun and it's uh, nice <laughs> yeah they <laughs> yes. recorded a demo and got a deal immediately it's super easy guys it's that easy it's, it's that it's easy. just that easy none of that touring for for 10 years like creedence did no 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 like well we're on an indie label now or uh you know we're opening up for this this play cal state northridge get a deal with sony and you're off to the races the, the thing about rage is that um I can see why they got picked up so quickly is because they're so good at a thing that didn't exist prior to them, kind of. Or if it did, it was super embryonic, you know, public enemy with anthrax type thing. Oh, yeah. Aerosmith or NDMC. Um, They are one of the few, I almost like hesitate to call them new metal. I was about to ask if you consider them because they kind of are i guess technically they are but then i feel like the term is so tainted because you think of bands like limp biscuit yeah but but those weren't (sighs) new metal what it ended up being was a lot more the screaming and then the sung parts and then the rapping this is all rap yes it is the perfect marriage of um metal rock or sorry, um, punk rock and hip hop. Somehow these guys were able to this really tune in to that and craft this, this great sound that they have. It's, it's pretty solid. It's extremely tight and focused. Uh, my, my history with rage, 
I mean, I grew up with just the hits. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to this band Cold, never listened to a single album. And, you know, uh, nothing against it. Never. Just, I remember never, Cold. <laughs> barely. Barely. I remember. Cold, right? Cold. No, no, no. Oh. I meant like I went in without any prior oh, okay, experience. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Off to a great start already. Wonderful start. Uh, but I was obsessed with the two hits when I was like a small child, like, you know, five, six. Yeah. Um, but other than that, in very little experience, aside from uh, I used to work at Whole Foods and I would ring up the drummer Brad Wilk like a few times a week, like all the time. He was always in there with Juliet Lewis. Oh, nice. Uh, I guess they were married or dating or something. I don't know. who. I don't know. All I know is they were always together. He was nice. Someone had to point out that he was a drummer for Rage because I had no fucking idea. If I See, if I had done this podcast earlier, I would have probably threw a comment like, hey. I, you're the one part of Rage that I like. That's, that's not true. I'm, kidding. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> He's a part of Rage that I like. But <clears throat> other than that, completely cold. I went in and everything you hear now is going to be uh, everything I learned within this past week of binging their albums over and over again. I hope you all like whammy pedals. We'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> so we're going to start. We're going to start. One uh, by one. I, I, I'll, I'll say one more quick thing. I guess what. Tom Morello was doing with his guitar at the time was so crazy that on all their albums, they felt the need to put in the liner notes that this record features no samples, no synths, oh, really? and no keyboard. Well, good. On all their albums. I'm glad yeah, that th they had to point. I'm not, not that they had to point that out, but I'm glad that he's getting that kind of sort of uh, acknowledged. At yep. least, well, at least they're they're trying to point like, hey, dude, he's he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> check him out. Yeah, he's cool. He it may not once you realize what he's doing, it may not be technically impressive, but that's not what Rage is about. No, let's go. And on. We'll get yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, so we'll go to the 1992 self-titled album Rage Against the Machine. This riff yeah. is the entire band. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that is ultimately my main problem, I think, with Rage. That's why they only have four albums. Uh, uh, yeah. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> Technically, yeah, four. Hold on. Still pretty fucking rad, though. <laughs> So, okay, okay, all right, let's get as, into it. As the kids say, it slaps. Does indeed slap. All right, you kick it off, because you, you like this band. I am going to safely say a lot more than I do. Okay, so yeah, awesome debut album. Um, you know, we only have four albums to cover here. We're going we're gonna to dwell on each one for about 70 minutes each. 70 minutes each, but yeah, uh, great, you know, Probably, yeah, I think this goes down as one of the best debut albums ever. Oh, boy, do I disagree. Man. I know you do. <laughs> oh, I, can, I can feel oh, it. Oh, Jesus. Okay, go on. Okay. Dude, 
Uh, okay, so like killing in the name of. Okay, yeah. When oh man, when you're like an angry teenager and they get to the end, which ironically they don't play on radio, so you need you needed yeah. the CD before if you're older. Now you can just throw it up on your phone. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. None of that, I, man. So many times I had to bribe someone older than me to buy a a parental advisory sticker album when I was a kid. Lame, lame. But, uh, oh man, yeah. I think he says like, fuck you, like 17 times. It's just such a good, yeah, yeah, such a good release at the end. Um, I saw them when they reunited in 07 at the Coachella's and uh, it it was wild. It was so crazy. Uh, This a mass of humanity. Like, I remember I was standing pretty far back and somehow I got shoved to a fairly decent, like that's how cra- crazy it was. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to move up. At this, right. Right. It just happened. Just fucking happened. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, killing in the name of, they're talking about how there's white supremacists in the, uh, in, in American politics. And then people are shocked when it happens in 2016. Yeah. These motherfuckers told you. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> and it was all over the radio. We heard it. Yes. Good fucking song too. <laughs> it is. It is a great song. Like I said, uh, wake up, you know, in the matrix, this makes you appreciate that song even more. Mm-hmm. Um, know your enemy. You get a little Maynard action on that. That one was from weird. Tool. Oh, that was, that was Maynard. Yeah. That was okay. Maynard. That makes a lot of sense. Cause it, I thought, why is what's who, why is there singing? What what's happening? Yeah, get, get it out, get it out. I don't know what's happening here. It's Maynard. Like uh, I think they were this you know hot new acts, the both of them. Yeah, and somehow. Man, that song, it it's cool, but dude, all of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. All of which, shut the fuck up, man. I I get it. They're angry at the system. Fuck. It's repeating it over and over again with no music, just him screaming at me. Yeah, I think it's effective. <laughs> In fact, what does that mean? What effective how? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I like the dude's voice. Like, um, like, so Zach is on a run the jewels track, um, where you would hate this song because <laughs> the music is this De La Roca, like him saying, run them jewels fast, run them, run them jewels fast. Uh-huh. The, like that's the That's it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I have mixed feeling about this dude's voice. Mr. Z- Zach. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Della. It's Roca or Rocha? Roca. Oh, shit. I didn't even. All right. We're going to call him Zach. We're going to call him Zach. It's one, of the, it's one of those things like, um, do you say El Segundo or El Segundo? Ooh, tomato, tomato. Uh, I like his voice when he raps a lot, but when he veers you don't like screaming his, i like his his rev up scream and he goes that's really cool but he doesn't do that often like in fact like it's just this album that he really does that i didn't even oh man i didn't even make notes about i know what you're talking about it's prevalent in their music but i didn't even like yeah it's not as it's not as intense as it is on this album so he does other shit in other albums that i'm not quite a fan of but very clearly, you can tell from that opening track and in pretty much every song on the album, except for Killing in the Name, is that this band, like a like damn near every stoner rock band, is just pentatonic scales. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know... Uh, yes, please explain <laughs> to us simpletons. Uh, the pentatonic scale is every blues solo, 
pretty much. It's okay. uh, it's all the black keys on the piano played back to back or played uh, consecutively. Okay. So uh, you'd hear it in traditional Asian music, and then you mostly you hear it in bluesy solos, uh, hard rock. Okay. You know, that like Black Sabbath kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, think of the main riff to uh, Sleeps. Their fucking famous song. Sorry, I knew what it was, yeah. but I just wanted to like Beavis and Butthead it for <laughs> yeah. a little bit. There's a lot of uh, major seconds. Major second is uh, it's a full step on a guitar or a keyboard. That's it's all that. It's all. This is the entire band, and it's cool. It every song they make. They they go in there essentially saying we're gonna make a cool song. It's a cool it's a cool riff, but it fucking gets old after four albums of it. And very not often do they veer from that. Um, <clears throat> I, certain songs here and there they do, but I, I just think they're really good at it. No, they are good at they're it. They're amazing they're, at they're, it. They're very good at it. And the thing is, this album specifically, their attitude and confidence out the gate is just remarkable. Like they come out like they've been playing for twenty years. Yeah, and um, we were kind of talking about this into the lead in like, like to me, it's not about being technical. It's this, they're going to go with whatever's angry, whatever has some groove to it mm -hmm. and whatever sounds good. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll get into it later. Uh, Zach is very good at painting pictures with his lyrics. See, as a guy who ignores lyrics, paint the picture for me. Okay, so like on, I I wrote down uh, for the next song, I'll go, on the next album, I'll go more in detail, but like Freedom is, is so good. Like the, uh, I said earlier, you, you know, he has that line, uh, did you forget your name? Did you play it? Forget it on the wall playing tic-tac-toe. Mm -hmm. Like what is what what why did you say that? And uh I guess uh one of the techniques to make Native Americans more white was to like seduce their children oh. with like white man games. Ah. Hence, you know, forgetting your name and uh yeah. and yeah, he's um yeah, I think freedom is a I, I should have wrote more lyrics down for that. But on this album, I think that's a great song of just his lyrics. Uh, at sometimes they're they're absurd, mm -hmm. but they're this great visuals. OK, OK, fair me. enough. Uh, and not absurd in like a stupid way, just like over the top, because it's it's fairly over the top. It's a, I mean, the it's extremely political. Uh, I tend to not like political music in general because Yes, even if I agree with your politics, I'll find a way to disagree if you're loud enough about it. Like it's the contrarian in me where it's if it's too if it's too much, I, I wanna I'm a music lover. Uh I lyrics are I can they're kind of supplementary to me. This album, I couldn't ignore the lyrics. They were just so fucking in on me. They're on me. That's the thing, he's very clear too. I know some people listen to rap music and they're like it's uh too mumbly or like what did he say and i'm sure old people do with rage but i feel like like his voice is very very clear it is it's very clear it's i i find it less clear on on other albums or at least it was easier for me to kind of look at his voice as an instrument rather than a, a a vessel for words 
Yes. This one, I'm just hearing very angsty anger and uh, a lot of politics. Again, they're they're fine. Uh, I don't have anything against the politics, just the fact that they are political. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like other people's opinions. I have no like. This is coming from a guy who's literally spouting his opinions yeah. on a public. A yes, public from medium. a man who wants other people to listen to listen, his opinions. My opinions are good. All right. <laughs> no, no, my opinions are garbage, just like everyone else's. Uh, and this is all I do is talk about my opinions too, which is <laughs> I'm such. And here's the thing: I'm a hypocrite too. I just don't give a shit, and I think everyone's opinions are pretty much worthless, including my own. Yeah, I for me, like being a fan of Public Enemy, Rage Against the Machine, uh, almost any punk band. Same, I love all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's this. It's part of the game to me. It is, and yeah. uh, I will talk about politics and music. I will talk about politics in comic books because I I hate to break it to you people. It's it's there whether you. It's there. It's it's, it's just yeah. a, it's another thing to talk about. It's just, yeah. it's there. Uh, musically, I mean, the whole album is very samey. It has all those pentatonic scales, except for in Killing the Name. That's the thing about that song is that it's so fucking good, but it, it veers from that and it has a kind of dark metal sounding riffage. Uh, and they don't dabble with that too much. And I, I just craved more of it. I was hoping they're like in their entire output. I craved more, more of it. Yeah, it's funny. I was when I was listening to it, I'm like, what is what is metal about Rage Against the Machine? Uh, it's just and, I would say the tightness of it, which is okay. a weird thing to equate to metal, but they're not a they're a very finely tuned machine. They're not a, a sloppy band whatsoever. They are no. tight as fuck. No. Yeah, they kill it. Uh, they, really good, yeah. Yeah, they sound amazing live. Um sure audio slave also sounded amazing live oh yeah it's same all same dudes um the it's really consistent but it's so long for me it's 50 fucking minutes and they're all the same song like <laughs> i'm not that's probably blasphemy to say for some people but 50 minutes of the same type of song over and over again is too fucking much for me but also uh sell for nothing I appreciate what they're trying to do. I'm going to throw that on a little bit. Yeah, this. please do. Because it's the fourth track, I believe. It comes in at the right time. Listen to this. It has a really cool, quiet kind of buildup. When it gets loud, it kills. It's very loud indeed. It kills the momentum of this album for me. Like, it, it just stops it dead in this track. I wrote this for a different song, but I guess it applies... No, it applies more to the other song. But uh, this could almost be a Slint song. This riff, yeah. And I like this riff a lot. Uh, we will do Slint at some point. I love Slint. Anybody who knew, who's met me knows I wear my Slint shirt pretty much every day. Every but, day. Uh, see, this is really cool. I like this a lot. It's when it gets loud. I don't know who decided that riff was good. I fucking hate it. Really? I fucking hate it. <laughs> like, I love bands when they do the extremes. The like, quiet, loud, quiet. Yeah. yeah. I like that, too. It's the riff itself. Here we go. Now I got a name. I hate this riff. It's... Like, I, I, I could have written this when I was fucking 11. Like I said, they will go simple... Catchy, uh, uh, simple, catchy, uh -huh. and angry over 
technical prowess. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, it's not that it's simple that that, that bothers me because their pre- their presentation is so so immaculate that I can't help but listen to the riffs. Like this is this is anybody could have written this. This is very easy. I get that you're you're presenting in a very extreme and a very you know awesome way to be kind of frank it's very cool it's very fucking cool but when you listen to it four times in a row like me i don't like these riffs <laughs> i don't like them at all you know maybe you know maybe i'm this drunk on uh nostalgia and <laughs> maybe but i don't know I, I, there's a lot there's maybe a lot you're good, weird maybe you're weird <laughs> i would say the latter because there's a lot to be had here especially because this is it's such a specific sound and it's 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 very primal i think i think it's a very it, it it's it's like slayer it speaks to a part of you, aggression in in everyone yeah you hear one rage song you know what you're getting and th- that's a that's another thing i want to point out cuz i don't dislike bands like slayer or mortarhead i love those bands i feel the same way about them that i do with rage where there's no yes. real evolution there's no progression Either you love that style or you don't, or like Like me, I just like it. I don't love it. I just like it. They just perfected it out of the gate and yeah. Where do you go from there? You're going to ride that horse. I guess so. So if it was shorter, I would enjoy it more, but it wouldn't change my overall opinion. It's, it's very political. I can overlook that though. It's got a great style. The attitude and energy is, is, is phenomenal, but it's only good for me. It's cold blooded. (laughs) I suppose so. You know, I'm a, I'm a product of my environment. What can I what can I say? Fair enough. What Fair enough. So should we move on? Yes, we should. We did a very good job so far. Yeah. Album number one. So we're on to 1996. Four years later, Evil Empire. <laughs> Production too. The way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry. I'm not. I'm. I'm giving some pretty basic as thoughts on this because this is my favorite and what I think their best is. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. This I will say. This is probably my most neglected album. That's not the cover album. Really? I don't know why. I just didn't listen to it as much mm-hmm. um, as the first one in Battle of Los Angeles, but it's still a great record. Yeah, it is. It, my problems with it are they're not it's not really they're kind of bogus in if I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> my problem with this album is that it's been four years since the last album, and they've progressed very, very slowly. Like it's evolved, yeah. but so 
so minutely that it might, you might as well not have evolved at all. Like <laughs> it's I said, the same fucking sound. It's the same it's, everything. Yeah, when it's so inventive, it's like you're just gonna. But it's still better, and I think uh, Tom Morello is a fucking master of of great kooky guitar tones in weird soundscapes, and I I think he is so much better than this band. Oh, I, I, wow. I adore what he's doing. No, I, th- I think, yeah, I don't know. I think all four of them are, are perfect. And it, um, you can make arguments about what happened after the band that, well, you know, audio slave was successful and whatever, but, um, the, the, I don't know. The four of them are just so perfect together. I'm sure, I'm sure if a member left, someone would be able to step up. Uh, uh-huh. but Okay, so how I feel about that is that <clears throat> his guitar playing is very strange, and he, it's a lot of pedals, a lot of pedals, a lot of like in that opening track. I think it sounds like he's scraping uh, the string with his yeah. pick, uh, not really plucking it. Uh, very cool, little interesting quirks, little things. Playing a regular ass riff, usually not even that interesting of a riff, but played in a way that is very interesting. And, yes, it's all about the effects. Yeah on it but the way that these interesting st- uh these interesting methods of playing up uh, playing these songs the way that they mesh with these pentatonic ass riffs <laughs> doesn't always work it's 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 super hit or miss for me uh that song people of the sun the opening track bulls on parade the famous one uh uh down rodeo they're all that works really well other songs fucking not so much it's just which it, ones don't you like? I don't remember. I, okay. <laughs> I'm such a fucking hack. I didn't even write them down. Well, you, but a lot of them. Um, well, you look that up. I'm going to do that. Um, so this is Down Rodeo was the song. Yeah, I Down wanted. Rodeo. I want Rodeo. I'm a fucking. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I thought it was Rodeo. And even though he says Rodeo over and over again. Well, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. You know, and even though we're from yeah. L.A., if you don't have money, you're not fucking around over or live on the west side. You're not fucking around with Rodeo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to me, that's the perfect song of like it went over my head at first. And then you get a little bit older. You start learning about the world and you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, there is like uh, income inequality. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of rich people are racist. Mm-hmm. And um, I love, again, like painting a picture, the absurd visual. I love the visual of a brown guy rolling down Rodeo with a shotgun. Yeah. These people ain't <laughs> seen a brown skinned man since the grandparents bought one. He's such a good lyric. And uh, a- another lyric on there that I love that me and my friends would quote a lot because um, there's a lot of like baller ass gangster lyrics. Mm-hmm. One of the most baller lyrics ever like i think the first one people will think of is jay-z's i'm not a businessman i'm a business man business comma man you know what's better than that fuck the g ride i want the machines that make them so fucking good this man saw the car and no 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 no, no. fuck that that's for simpletons i want to mass produce my own mm. i love it i love it it's just so it's so good um it never, never ceases to amaze me the insane impact uh, Nixon has had on this country and art because this is a album very heavily uh, influenced 
by Nixonisms, I mm-hmm. guess. So yeah, I'm always like amazed by it. Like uh, it's 96 and then we're here in 2019 and yeah, all the shit that di- dude did is it's still relevant. Right. It's like people didn't learn their lessons. So. It's almost like humans are doing their fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. We're not good at learning. We suck. No, no, we're awful at learning. Uh, so I did a little, a little, little, little listening back while you were talking. Yes. I'm still listening. I swear to God. Uh, no, no, I believe you. Snake Charmer. Snake Charmer. A, a minute and 46. Okay. If you, can, if you can pull that up. Okay. Is what I think. It sounds like Morello is in the wrong band. Okay. And the and everyone else is doing their thing. They're doing the rage thing. So it sounds like he's. Turn, turn it down. Yeah. Okay. And then. So he's trying to find it as we speak. Uh, but. This album, I will say uh, generally. Okay, I got it queued up. Cool. Uh, I will say generally that uh, Rage is a, is is a very they're a phenomenal one trick pony, and this album is is that. Okay. There, there's it's all we need from them. It's kind of all we. I I want more, but that's just me. It's all we need from them. It's a fucking. It's this this album is a perfect representation of that style. I don't think anybody's done it better, honestly. But here's an example of how I think it's bad. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Bracing myself and play. I don't know, man. It works for me. <laughs> He's, it's a really fucking cool feedback sound, but it's just a regular ass rocking bass riff. I don't like those two together. It, it sounds like he's in the wrong band. I don't know. I dig the start and stop nature of it. I don't know. Like I said, it there's not really a whole lot about rage that I don't like sonically. Don't worry, I'm here for you. Yes. It, um it it is like a, it is a one trick pony as we've said, but it to me if this works, it's a short discography. Maybe if they recorded like 12 albums, I m- might not feel that way. Hold some resentment, yeah. But yeah, we're we're here with like three original works and yeah. one cover album. Yeah. So uh, I will say, even though I do think that it does, it just sounds like Morello's in the wrong band. It sounds like, I don't feel like he's a one trick pony at all. I feel like he's constantly doing interesting things, but everyone else is doing the one trick. That's yeah. what, that's what it feels like. I, I think, um, I think Brad and Tim were just like, well, Morello's so crazy. Will this, you know, hold it down? Yeah. We'll I, be the hip hop element of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll let Tom kind of, but they're the, like if you listen in that part we just put on, it's not a hip hop element at all. That's just hard rock, and I, I do really wish, I, especially like on, on later albums, I hear moments where I really just really really wish they would have followed him a little bit more and like just you know throw in a little bit of oddness, to, a little bit. Yeah, don't get don't be don't be shy, man. Don't be shy. I don't think they're shy. I think. <clears throat> I mean, who knows? But yeah, what I already said what I think. I think they're this like, we're the glue guys. Uh-huh. Uh, Morello and Zach are going to be what everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be solid motherfuckers. And they are. They we're are. You can't solid. deny on that. And even though I don't think it me- the, the crazy guitar meshes well with all the songs, I will say that the, the raw sounds, like the sounds by themselves are so weird and cool. That I I do forgive it pretty much throughout the whole album because it's just fun. like that that weird feedback thing like mm-hmm. 
that's not a solo, but it, it works as one for me. Yeah, like he like reinvented the solo a little bit. Like, you know, uh, going going back, it doesn't have to be shredding. Yeah, it this has to sound cool. And, and it definitely does. And I actually do think he's super underrated as a technical guitarist too, because he's doing all this crazy shit with all these effects and all these interesting ways of approaching regular riffs. But he's really fucking good. Like the, a few times, uh, like on, uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Let me think about it. Actually, wait, hold on. Damn, I'm trying to find it. I wrote it down. Well, while you're looking that up, um, I like on Wind Below, you get a taste of that, um, that weird uh, thing he does where it sounds like a roller coaster going up the track. And then they later used an audio slave oh, on Kochi. Where it sounds like it's kind of going in and out, but very fast, very rapidly. Um, I think that's him switching the pickups in real time. Well, you know, pretty sure. I guess. Like, I have access to music. Let's get. Let's yeah. Put it on so I kind of get an idea. And we're good on volume. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This that. The, the little, oh, oh, that wait, put on again. <laughs> I missed maybe, it. Maybe at this, I don't listening to it now in headphones. I'm like, whoa, that's that's different than. Oh, that's a pedal, definitely. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's subtle. Okay, like I said, this, okay, okay, this a taste. This a taste mm-hmm. of what would become. Well, to me, it's reminiscent of uh, Audio Slaves, Coke Cheese. Mm-hmm. Well. I still think I think it might, it might be on later albums that he has like these solos, but he has chops. But he's, uh, I think he, I think he's underrated as an actual guitar player because I don't. know, There's certain things. There's certain. I, I think he gets his due. Does he? I think he gets his Guitar World magazines and write ups. Probably. This is how out of the loop Great. I am. Yeah, I think he gets his due because there's a certain because I've been playing guitar since I was a small child, and there's a certain comfortability that you can hear when you've been playing for so long uh it's like um there's gonna be a a random ass reference but it's i think tommy the cat by primus the guitar playing on that album it sounds like nonsense but it's so it's a guy who's just so perfectly in tune with his instrument yes that is it is a comfortable guitar larry lalonde uh he's one of my favorite guitar players of all time he pioneered death metal and also he's in primus uh, <laughs> he's so good but it sounds like kooky madness but that's just how that's a comfortability you hear yes there's a lot of that with tom morello when he's not doing these crazy pedal effects and you know yeah switch stuff and i don't i don't mean to say the dude's not a versatile guitar player because he is like he has acoustic um acoustic works mm-hmm. and you know i think audio slave they went a little bit out of their comfort zone. So, yeah. So he could, he could probably do anything he wants. I think he just knows that that rage sound yeah. is what they want to do. Uh, anyway, this is a, uh, yeah, this is my favorite album. There is this what I think their best album is. It's very contained. It's very, it's their sound, but to a fucking T. See, that's how I feel. Perfect segue. Uh Oh, about, about, 1999's The Battle of Los Angeles. (laughs) 
Imagine that fucking tone. They had great producers yeah. and mixers and just... Also, I think because there's this four of them. Yeah. This, there's nothing to fight over. It's just... Listen to that guitar in the back. That, that weird... Tasing. Yeah, it's so cool. Let's uh, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I think this is their best album. Why? Every song. Every, <laughs> no, every no, song. Every no. song. Oh no! But there's so many I'm ready to talk shit about. <laughs> so I'll go about these songs in depth, but just like testify. Gorilla Radio. Sleep now in the fire. Okay. Okay. Born of a broken man. Okay. Um. Ashes in the Fallen, War Within a Breath. The other ones are good too, but like those are the big standout ones. Okay, uh, I think Sleep Down the Fire is generic trash. I absolutely fucking hate that. Well, song. it looks like we're. No, I guess no. we're gonna listen to Sleep Now in the Fire for a hot second. I think so. This is the first song I heard from this album recently for the first time, and I thought, what the fuck is this? This was this was big. I I was I was in. This is about as generic hard rock as I've ever heard. I think. I can see why people like it. What, I, how do you feel about the the solo? The... You know it. You're gonna have to. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll lower it and you find the solo. Uh, um, yeah, it's now. like. I'll find it because I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> so, uh, for as you can hear, uh, the production is actually different this time. It's big and full. And is it, is it solo on now? Uh, no, no. Okay. Sorry. All right. Anyway, the, the production is really big, it's really full. The vocals are actually kind of buried. Uh, which I thought was interesting for a band where rapping is a pretty significant part. All right. All right. But, uh, okay, no, did you find it? I found okay, it. Okay, let's go. What is it? Let's, let's do it. Get ready for this. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Rev up vocal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> It's like EDM almost. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. It's inter- it's it's more it's more interesting than it is like a good solo. I would say it's more, it's it sounds stupid. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with that. But. <laughs> but this one, even more than the last the last one, Merlo is all over the fucking place, and yeah, I love is. it. I love it. I think it's great. Like, um, usually. I feel like a running theme with me on this podcast is like a, a little sleeper track. I love me some ashes or ashes in the fall. Okay. About that song, ashes in the fall. Uh, it is sonically brilliant. It, I love the noisiness. What's happening with that guitar is it's gorgeous. It's so fucking weird and all over the place, but the bass player and Zach don't belong on it. 
Like, it, oh, I disagree. I, I don't like them I, on this. I disagree. At all. I also I love I love the drum beat too. I think it's, that's cool. It's yeah. this is great hodgepodge of noises that gets me riled up. And then like again, you know, Rage is like, hey, uh, these Catholic priests are molesting kids, which wasn't really a subject until two years after. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. They're yeah. fucking pioneers on whistleblowing. Well, they they Musical just they're, they're just informed. It's not like yeah. It's not like people didn't know priests were molesting kids. It wasn't widely talked about. Right, of course. And Rage was like, yo, this priest who fucks you while he whispered holy things. Like, that's it, fucking dark. You, I'm, I'm sorry. Can we get a little little taste yeah, of this ahead, uh, since we're gushing over it? Already. And here's the thing about this little riff. It's fucking, it sounds so damn cool. I it's love just it. like a, a knockoff Halloween riff, though. I don't like the actual oh, riff yeah. itself. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I don't like the actual things they're playing. I just, the way they're playing it is what, what gets me. Yeah, it's to me, it's like their, their most underrated song. I, song. I will agree with that. Yeah. This one isn't so isn't so bad at, at this, but I think it's a it's a constant theme that I've been talking about. But I think voice of the voiceless is um it it have it has this the most offensively to me. It's it's Morello going ape shit and the bass player sticking to the same goddamn pentatonic shit. Yep. Like just take a chance, man. Just try it. And the reason why I keep saying that is because mic check. He does. The bass player takes oh, a chance. So? It's fucking awesome. You think so? Like toward the middle of it, he just changes it up and and he just deviates so slightly to where it's not just a, a standard pentatonic riff. Watch. But, but, yeah. But, but, Turn oh. the volume down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna go middle of the song. Okay. That that's the riff. So the find the beginning of that riff. Uh, people can't hear it right now, so I'm just gonna play it when we find it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, that's not it. But <laughs> after this, you know, just stay with us. A little yeah, bit. just just hang out, guys. Okay? Just hang out a little bit. Here we go. Listen to that bass. This is fucking gorgeous. Okay, it that if they would have just just did more things like that on the album, this would have been easily my favorite. And I would have felt I would have been I would have just I don't know. They they would have solidified their not being a one trick pony. But this is the only time they do that. Um yeah. Also, you know, growing up, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was huge. Yes, it was. I think about Tony Hawk Pro Skater when I hear Gorilla Radio more than like when I hear that, I mm. go Tony Hawk, not Rage Against the Machine. That that game changed lives, dude. That it game did. changed lives. It did. It's a good fucking game. And it's, all of them, all, all of them, all the originals, like up to four. Shout out say. to our friend Hawk, who thinks the Tony Hawk Two soundtrack only has three songs on it. Gorilla Radio being one of the three songs. You mean it has more than three songs? It, yeah, it has more than three. No way, songs. you're lying. 
Now you're just now you're just stirring <laughs> okay, shit. Okay, I'm stirring shit. Okay. Now you're just stirring shit. Also, I found a video of Alanis Morissette doing a cover of this, and it's beautiful. Beautiful in what way? She just turns it into an Alanis song. It's the same lyrics, but uh, it's it's not the best quality. It's this someone on their phone filming it. And it's, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. interesting. yeah, if you want to hear Alanis Morissette covering Rage Against the Machine, mm, put, put it up in your YouTubes. <laughs> also, uh-huh. what a great time for heavy music. So it was predicted when this album came out, Mariah Carey also had a new album coming out. Okay. Predicted Mariah Carey, number one. Duh. Okay. Big, one of the biggest pop people at the time. Sure. Rage won. Really? Rage got number one, Oof. not Mariah Carey. What an awesome time for that, heavy music. That's, it's, that's pretty big. And to deviate a little bit, it's a little, little ironic at the time of this podcast, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, two other bands have done that. 2019, really? two heavy bands, Slipknot and Tool have Ooh. got number one spots and t- 20 years later, 20 years later, that is interesting. After people have written off heavy music as, you know, it had its heyday, mm-hmm. it's not really in the charts anymore. So God tw- bless it, man. Yeah, yeah, 20 years after this uh, Rage album, we get two heavy metal albums in the number one spot again. So I just thought that was a that's, little, that's little yeah. nice. I'm, I'm glad. Little factoid. Yeah, heavy music is obviously not for everybody, but it has a very strong place in our hearts. It's it's primal, dude. Like, it, especially when you're a teenager. Like, I don't know, but I can't speak for other teenagers. But goddamn, was I pissed for no reason? Oh, those other teenagers who aren't are wrong, and there's something wrong with you. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure you grew up to be your wives. I think so. I'm pretty. Sh- you know what? That's a fact. Yes. Okay. Because you thought everything was <laughs> golden and pretty then. You didn't realize how fucked up the world is. Oh god. Now you're trapped in a loveless marriage. <laughs> and we got way off but yeah i don't know even as an adult i i need the the heaviness yeah, yeah. i mean i like it all but whatever you know range so uh this is this is a good album i thought it could have been great if bass and guitar were on the same page more often but it ultimately it sounded like the band was actively resisting evolving that's what this album felt like to me which is strange because you hear these moments where they come together and there's all this weird shit going on. But for the most part, that doesn't happen. You know, I think they uh, started out on top, went out on top. Okay. Alrighty then. Still on top. <laughs> don't. Hey, Mike, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, why don't you go check yourself? Ha ha ha. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Sorry, we're, I couldn't help myself. We, we, we're at 50 minutes. Oh, we wow. did it. We did it, dude. And we still got one more one album. More album. All one right. more album. Dude, I'm telling you, man. What we. Uh, I will say we broke down songs a little bit more on this one. Yeah. yeah. So, which was fun, but, you know. We'll see how it goes. Different bands, different, yeah. you know, different strokes. I don't treat all these bands equally. Yeah. No. They shouldn't. God, no. They shouldn't. Absolutely not. Anyway, we were on the 2000 Y2K Renegades. <laughs> Yeah, I was a That's a fucking cool sound. Before I became 
Okay, worst album, Miley's favorite. It's like worst album by default. I, yes, because it is a covers album. This is all covers. And it was released like after they broke up. I don't know. I don't know if this was like intended to be their first, like their fourth album, if it was going to be a covers album mm-hmm. or if it was just like, well, they're broken up and we got these songs yeah. laying around. And So this is one where... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and assume this is your worst and least favorite as well. Yeah. Okay. That's, well, okay. Out of the way, it's and, a covers and, album. And, it had to be the, the worst. And yeah, I say that, but it's not a bad album. It's not a bad album. And I also have the added benefit of not knowing a lot of the original versions. So oh. there was um, only a few that stuck out to me like, oh, this is obviously a fucking cover. And as much as I respect the diversity of the artists, this does not do it for me. Uh, most of the covers sound like Rage, so that's cool. Yes. But they, the ones where they don't. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Go. When we recorded our Devo episode, I went and, you know, introduced oh. you yeah. to this awesome, beautiful world. It sounds nothing like Rage or nope. Devo, nope. and it may be the best track on the album. Okay, so here's where I'm going to fight you. So I, I you, uh, at the end of our Devo episode... He showed me this Rage cover of Devo's Beautiful World, which is on this album, and I was ecstatic that it is a completely different song. Because if you've heard this, you know that I don't like covers, and this is a cover album. I like covers when they take the they take the song, the band takes the song, and just makes it theirs. They completely do their own thing with it, and this is what they do. Beautiful World by Devo, if you've heard it, is it's Devo. Yes. You know, that's about. The it's biggest explanation. It's satire. It's kooky. Yeah. It's wacky. It's a beautiful world we love it. It's it's that. And <laughs> this one, put on beautiful world. This cover. Get ready to have your heart broken. Yeah. Already. Where, where are the where are the keyboards? Again, showing the diversity that Morello could do whatever he wants. Okay, so that's essentially the song. You got a uh, taste. I will. I will say, far more impactful in this song when he says it's a beautiful f- world for you, not me. Yeah, far more impactful it's, on this version than the because de- the Devo one. This kind of you don't even it, you, it doesn't register. Yeah, no. it's this part of the soundscape of the song, but in this one, you're like. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the, the world, the world, the words are not pleasant, and you hear that here. However, as much as I fucking love what they did, that that riff that they did, it sounds like something I could I wrote when I was seventeen after a girl broke my heart. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking generic. I it does nothing for me. And, Again, and I Zach, think the, I think the lyrics elevate it. Lyrics are better. Lyrics are definitely, but Zach is not a singer. And if the few no, times he's few times he's tried to sing, 
really bother me. Sometimes I appreciate that. I'm not saying he should re- go like full blown unplug acoustic, but sometimes I appreciate a singer this being raw and like, I'm not good at this. No, I definitely appreciate the authenticity, the rawness of, of doing that. And, but the reason why I don't like it on this particular track is because he is a confident motherfucker. You oh, hear him, okay. All that confidence is gone because you can you can hear in his voice I think that's how much like how much he's like. What am I doing? What am I doing? I oh, think no. I think it works for like what the song really? is about. I really? think it works. I oh, think man. that this like just being super vulnerable. I get it. I get it. I just don't like it. You know, you're wrong. <laughs> but okay. Um. Yeah, it's an okay album. It did get me into bands like Minor Threat. I got some words, man. I mean, the Minor Threat song is pretty much the same. There's not really a whole lot you can do. You don't like Minor Threat? I love Minor Threat. Oh, okay. Okay. And so back to rule one for covers. Change it. Their cover is exactly the same. There's not really a lot you can do. They cover In My Eyes by Minor Threat. In My Eyes is one of my favorite Minor Threat songs by far. I've, I've always loved that song. And. First of all, he's he's his Zach's voice does not fucking work with this song. What the fuck have you done, yeah. motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> he doesn't say motherfucker. I know. I just wanted to. It okay. Rage, as we explained throughout this entire hour, they are very tight. They are very fucking immaculate. You don't think they're tight on in my ass? That's the problem. Uh, Minor Threat is sloppy because they're a hardcore band. Yeah, they are on this song. Rage is trying to sound messy. But they're not a messy band, and it sounds fucking awkward, and it, it really bothers me. I mean, like I said, it's an okay album, and like it did help like open up uh, like Minor mm-hmm. Threat and Eric B and Rakim, which yeah. was the first track we played. And I didn't talk because I think Rakim is one of the greatest lyricists ever. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I could just listen to like Rakim rhymes all day, regardless of uh, who's who's actually doing them. They are so smooth. All right, all right. They, you know how a lot of rap songs, they'll have like a few bars and you get that, oh shit moment. Like the whole paragraph or whatever phrasing you want to do for Rock Him is, oh, oh shit. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I'm I like, think we should get to them at some point or get to him rather at some point. Or, or yeah. I, Eric B was the DJ, he was the lyricist. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, again, a, sh- a short discography. Uh, be and then we've laid the groundwork much like rage did for me so uh i i do have to also mention because it bothered me so much their cover of down on the street by the stooges oh it's not i fucking it's so bad it's so bad Um, stooges are they're one of the greats clearly is is it the same problem you have with the minor threats they're trying to sound dirty they're not a dirty band rage is not dirty they're very clean yeah they're they're angry and noisy but they're precise. Precise as fuck. And down on the street is a lot of Iggy Pop doing weird bird calls. And, <laughs> and it's, he, Zach just doesn't have that. He, that's not what his, yeah, that's not his goddamn not, specialty. Okay? No, it's, it's better suited when they do songs like uh, Renegades of Funk. Definitely. Um, I was, I was so disappointed with, uh, Kick out the jams because, oh, it's awful. It's one of the rowdiest songs ever like if i hear kick out the jams like it's mc5 right yeah i want like a fist fight to break out when that's like if that came on in a bar i want right you're immediately punching the person next to you i mean it one uh i 
can't believe he says something motherfucker like what the opening of oh okay and he like calls everyone motherfuckers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's it's a perfect song and like mc5 plays it pretty fast pretty loud already mm-hmm. and then so you're like okay rage has got you know the heavier guitars uh angrier voice this is a no-brainer yeah and they just kind of lay in the cut it sucks yeah i don't like it what's it's woo, i haven't even heard the original and i don't like this uh, it's nope nope the like i said the original is like a perfect perfect song to me there's there's nothing to change about that song uh-huh. and uh yeah they this kind of they're this kind of there in the cut with this and that's not what that this song needs the yeah yeah wild and they're they are dirty too i think they they chose a lot of uh a lot of songs that are dirty loose yeah and uh that's not who they are so it's not it's not so yeah like the cypress hill the african bambata the eric b rock him epmd those ones do work a little better street fighting man oh there's a yeah springsteen there's uh stones there's uh bob, bob dylan, dylan. Those aren't too bad. They just sound like rage. Yeah. And uh, it's, I don't know why if someone, uh, someone brings up Maggie's farm, I think of the rage version and really like the Dylan version, even though I'm not like too fond of the rage one. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird pairing. So it's just like, Oh yeah. Zach singing Bob Dylan lyrics. Okay. <sighs> Obviously this is going to be our worst one just because it's not a real rage album, but if this was not canon and they just had the three albums, which would be your least favorite? I you're gonna fucking hate me, oh, but Evil you, Empire. You motherfucker! Evil Empire. Really? Yep. Oh my god! And even though I I love Down Rodeo, it's one of my favorite songs. But uh, if I had to choose I, one, I I think it would be about Los Angeles. So I guess you'll hate me. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's that's about as polar opposite as we can get. My favorite would be your least favorite, and advice. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. So anyone who will sit there and like, oh, they agree with each other. No, no. I, we can't even if we tried. We, this just fucking four albums here, and we still couldn't get on the we same page. Can, we still can. I thought you know, <laughs> I thought Run DMC would be a no brainer. I thought nope. this would be a no brainer. Uh, or you know, maybe if you pick the debut, I'd be like, I don't agree with you, but I respect. Yeah. It. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, uh, I don't even think that's a bad album either. Yeah. It's just, you know, if you have to pick. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're, when the discography is this short, it's not about which one is a bad album. It's about which one you just think maybe it wasn't the best. Yeah. And it almost be absurd if someone took all like took all the albums we've said are the worst uh-huh. and then like you get to this and you're like what the fuck are yeah. these albums yeah. doing on here like yeah. it's kind of like a, it's a, what happens when yeah. you have a shorter discography yeah unfortunately not albums are created equally and n- neither is our ranking of them or our opinions of them uh boys i guess we'll wrap it up i mean we're already past an hour who the who the thought we could stretch four fucking albums into an hour impressive Impre- no we're good we're real we're pros god damn it anyway recap matt we just said it but i'm gonna say it again for the fuck of it favorite album as long as, as well as what i think their best is is 1986 is evil empire 
all the reasons I stated. I think it's very, it's, it's a prime example of their sound before they got too. Tom Morello is the right amount of wacky, I think. Okay. Least favorite, obviously, Renegades. Alex. Um, best Battle of Los Angeles. Just straight bangers, start to finish. Regardless of what Mike says, regardless of what you'll, you'll fucking kill you. you but their whole, their whole, uh, their first three albums are must listens to me. If you like aggressive music at all, do it. As much as I should have been talking about them, it's worth a listen. It you know, we're we're trying to bring a range of opinions here. So. Yeah. So, Alex did the, the 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 generous guy that he is decided to let me choose the the final song. Because sometimes I'm this up all night, and we have a list. And so, like, I would technically always get to. Uh, yeah. It, it, are we agreed that whoever chose the artist would choose the, the closing track? That's but not going to work. No. It, Alex chose pretty much every artist. So we're just going to do this scene. You know, just, you know, we're not zigzag. Be, yeah. be fair about it. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to close it out with a song of my choice. And that is, you know what? You're going to be okay with this one. Because I had this one in my head all day. I think it's a nice. I don't know if that intro is a nice way to put it, but whatever. Thank you for listening. This is Don Rodeo. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. See ya.